So thank Isn't you. Isn't it half a whole new system of media content? Well, since we're a podcast and you know we we're a media content item that is not constrained by the relics and rules of network television, we can fucking call seasons whenever we want them to be. That's basically the... This season was like 11 and a half episodes, and next season's going to be 14, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, like, yes. I mean, what no, was... No, 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 that's us calling seasons whenever we like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slicing our powers. Yes. Mad with power. Welcome to Back in the Field. My name is Carl. And my name is Arthi, and today we're going to be talking about The Pontiac Bandit Returns. There's exactly as much Pontiac Bandit as in The Pontiac Bandit, which was a previous episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was a very, like, Andre Brower intonation for a second. Really? Wow. The cadence there. Not Maybe not, obviously not the tone, but the cadence. I mumble too much to ever be anything like Andre Brower. <laughs> you flamed out, dirtbag. <laughs> I love that we got like surprise flashback Holt in this episode. Wait, before I start gushing about things I liked, let's cover the plotline. Okay, so in the Pontiac Bandit returns, the Pontiac Bandit returns. Doug Judy's back, and he has information on Giggle Pig, which means uh, Rosa and Jake have to play ball with him. Yay! But it works out, and the task force wins the trophy <laughs> but jake loses because the pontiac bandit gets away and Whatever. ditches jake's gps tracker which i don't know how he found why do you come back to new york uh, later later <laughs> in the b plot amy is using her worthless man hours to make holt a gift scrapbook of called from ray to z which is about as upsetting as it could be as a title. It's not great. And also, she discovers a mistake in one of Holt's rather famous closed cases. Terry's like, you shouldn't have done this. And Amy's like... For any I- number of reasons. <laughs> yes. And Amy's like, we have to tell him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Boyle and Gina... Discover a mysterious present that Boyle's dad is giving to Boyle's mom, which is like old people third base. They open it, discover it's the bathroom scale, and decide to watch the carnage, which turns out to be an announcement that Lynn and... What's her name? Lynn and... and, and Schmookie-poo? No. Lynn and Mama Lynetti are uh, <laughs> moving in together. Yes. So. Disastrophe. <laughs> I was going to say that... The carnage turns out to be Boyle and Gina's feelings, not Lynn and Mama Lynetti's feels. We'll look up her name. This is too much. I guess we'll start with points that put us in rather diametric opposition to the rest of the critical crowd for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I really don't like Doug Judy. Yeah, he's a... He's a problem. He's I, a barrel of problems. I really like this episode in spite of that character. Like, every... Like, I rewatched this episode today, and I was just, like, fast-forwarding through the Doug Judy stuff to, like, everyone else. In fact, I was telling you when we rewatched on Monday together that I love the B and C plots a lot in this episode, and they make up for a lot of my, like, unhappiness with the A plot. 
Darlene. Darlene Linetti. Which I think is like 70% of the reason that Gina's friends with Carlene. <laughs> or whoever's coming up with a name for this show is a hack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they just blatantly name characters after their own like EPs and writers, right? Like True. Norm Hiscock. And Carl. Carl. A lot of Carls. A lot of comedy Carls. Sorry, what were you saying before I fled to IMDb? Yeah. I'm the official fact hound for this podcast now. I was saying that I like this episode in spite of Doug Judy's presence in it. In spite of him as a character in it. And that's not just like, I actually really like Craig Robinson. I think his line delivery is hysterical. Uh, Yeah, he's a very funny presence. He... I mean... Like, he's funny and he has really good chemistry with the cast, but he's a terrible person. Yeah. Like, Doug Judy is. Inescapably. And it'll never be okay. I find really frustrating the, like, double standard, I think, sometimes I see in discussions, that, like, Boyle, whose flirtation with Rosa was uncomfortable and was clearly, like, unwanted, was... I feel like less threatening because Boyle had no real leverage over Rosa and no leverage that she didn't like actively allow him to. Whereas Doug Judy has information, right? Like necessary information. And I found him being like, I want her to call me big sugar, almost more uncomfortable. I found it as uncomfortable as Boyle in the coat closet with Rosa at the end of the bet. So I disagree with you when you say that Boyle had no leverage because there's nothing stopping Rosa from like shutting down Doug Judy wanted the way she wants. Boyle's her coworker and he's not going away. Right? Okay. Like that I found that situation had a lot more pressure in it. Mm. And Rosa like Rosa viciously shuts down Doug Judy all the time. Which is like her right and she has no she doesn't give a fuck about his feelings. And open and like openly manipulates him throughout the episode. That's true. You did point out that she's got she's playing into it deliberately. Yeah. And I see that I saw that the first time and I do see that still. I just I oh God, he's like big sugar and he's like, Let's make out and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, he's terrible. He's constantly harassing her. Um and the fact that she's using that doesn't make his actions okay. It makes our confidence in her a little higher. But, like, the point of the Boyle-Rosa arc was that she couldn't shut that down. Like, she couldn't do anything about it. That's fair. I don't really think it's a double standard. I don't want to see this pulled on Rosa anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Like, I want the next time this happens for her to break that fucker's kneecaps. I don't care who it is. I, 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 perhaps I misspoke by calling it a double standard, but, like, I just, I'm with you. Like, yes, that's exactly, way to, like, verbalize my feels on that one. I'm sick of seeing her put put in this position, and I know we're going to see Holt's nephew come in next week. I think that's next week's plotline. And, uh, with Nick Cannon, who's being introduced as, like, some kind of quasi-romantic they date, interest. Right? Yeah. I don't that's, in, that's, that's in the press spoilers. For. Yeah, the press release seems to indicate that he's something of a romantic option for her. Yeah. I don't know if they date. I don't know. I mean, it's never... Anyway, 
I don't know. It could go. It could go lots of ways, right? Yeah. And I do like Nick Cannon. I actually. It sounds like she's going to be pursuing him. Hopefully. From the press release, like she's figuring out how to like sexy text him with Boyle's help, right? Is that it? That's I what I, that's what I saw on the Brooklyn Nine Nine tag on Tumblr. I haven't. I've not been on Tumblr for like four days. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I know very little about next week's episode except that Jake and. Wait, I thought next week's episode is the one where Jake and Charles are in the eight-day stakeout. Oh, I'm thinking of the next episode. I don't okay, I think I'm. I don't think I'm thinking of two eleven. I think I'm thinking of like two thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah, I must see. I haven't. I've been so out of the loop on the show the last few days. It's been crazy. Life has been ridiculous. Holiday parties, man. I haven't gotten to that yet, but it'll come. Our holiday party was last night. And I'm, I feel like my entire body still has dry mouth. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm sorry if I'm a little slow, Carl. I'm still entire body dry mouth from our holiday party last night. Uh, but I will say, so like, but getting back to it, I, I find Doug Judy distasteful. I find his behavior towards Rosa distasteful. And I find the, that the version of Jake he brings out is like my least favorite version of Jake. Yeah, it's interesting to see... Jake now compared to Jake in the Pontiac Bandit. Mm-hmm. Because Jake in this episode is still worse than Jake. But he's worse than a better version of Jake. Like, he's trying so hard not to get wrapped up in this. He's got his eyes open the whole time. He does the best job he could be expected to do. Um, it's just that adapting to Doug Judy's mind games takes so much out of him. It, that he's never going to be as good as he ought to be. Yeah, it, uh, it's so much of his mental energy is just focused on resisting uh, reunited and it feels so good and like their weirdness. I mean, he gives in, but he still manages to somehow stay a little bit at an arm's length. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy the robes transition. I felt like that was too sharp a break. It was definitely done for the gag, which yeah. I can respect. This is a fucking sitcom. We tend sure. to be really hard on this show and forget it's a sitcom. It is a sitcom. <laughs> but, like, I... So, okay, the gag aside, Rosa's eye roll, though, in the, <laughs> in the was pretty great. You know what, though? Rosa was by far the best part of the A-plot every step of the way. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think that you can't underplay how much she's in control of the situation. She gets everything she wants out of Doug Judy. Like, getting him arrested would be nice, <laughs> but, I mean, he had to flee New York City again, and he's not their problem right now. Yeah. And Why was he in New York? Exactly. He, like, why? Why did he come back? I mean, he... How does Doug he Judy have... is a very smart idiot. Well, he's been in New York enough time that he was able to create connections with a giggle pig supplier. He was clearly trying to get back in the game. Yeah. But he came back to Brooklyn, even? Yeah, like, I would have at least, like... Like, he came back to, like, Gowanus Canal, Brooklyn. <laughs> he couldn't go to bed Or even, I mean, yeah, at least bed Jokes aside, though, like, why didn't he hang out in the Bronx? There's so much of the Bronx. And there's cars there. There's more cars in the Bronx Many than in Brooklyn. Many more cars in the Bronx. Because, you know why? It's on the land <laughs> instead of an island. <laughs> that, like, obviously shopped in paradise back... By the way, I loved your comment of so they're together, right? 
Which one? The, at the end when he does the video and like his friend is like in a muscle shirt, like the friend hey. in a muscle shirt doing the pump and like <laughs> you know exquisitely groomed and they're both radiant. <laughs> and it's like a he took him paradise. to a beach. They're together, right? You only take lovers and family to beaches. Yeah. Or like it, large groups of friends, <laughs> like to, to set up fireworks on Fourth of July. But like you don't go. With one other dude. <laughs> Especially when, I mean, unless it's a romantic vacation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I just, that that video is pretty great. But I, I, I was telling you when we rewatched on Monday that that end tag with Rosa with Rose being like, I know it was hard. And Jake being like, nah, actually making that decision was really easy. This is really important to you and I want to support you. Mm-hmm. And she starts like beaming. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's been so hard. And she like kind of lets down her hair. And you see Jake be like, whoa, what is happening here? <laughs> that end tag won a lot of my like faith in that plot line back. I'm really impressed with the more multifaceted Rosa they revealed in the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. And both points have been, like, revealing her vivacious, up-tempo self, which is there, right? Like, every member of her family is like that. We, oh, yeah. We know she hates her family, but that doesn't mean she's not like them a little bit. <laughs> Good job! Re- Ice cream break! She's She's reacted really hard against them, but, like, she was raised by inordinately happy people. I really hope we see her sister again. Maybe. Or her long-lost sister that got cut out from <laughs> from undercover. Anyway. No, Rosa Rosa in this episode is is totally the winner. Her eye roll, she gets she she gets taken down but tells Jake to keep going. Yeah. Like she never loses her like head for command in a tense situation. You know, actually, I think you and I talked on the podcast uh, maybe a few weeks ago, or maybe I saw this on Tumblr, where it's someone being like, I'd like to see Amy sit for her sergeant's exam. But I actually suspect we might actually see Rosa go do so. She do it on the DL. Like, I, way on the down. But, like, I bet we'll see that. Maybe Sar- even this season. Sergeant's exams will be a thing. I wouldn't be surprised if that plot was Amy finding out Rosa was going to sit the sergeant's exam and then insisting on, like, study sessions. Or something. Like... Like a study group. Like the way she did for Gina when we found out Gina was going to night school. She was like, I offered to help tutor. And Gina's like, hard pass. But more like... Amy... What? Do you go from sergeant to captain? Is it even a necessary step? You go... You go detective... Is it, detec- a, help, is it a helpful step? Yeah. Because Sarge leads to lieutenant leads to captain. Okay. Then... Um, Amy would be like, Rose is taking the sergeant's exam, I should take the sergeant's exam, study group. And Rose is like, no. (laughs) I want no piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what would be nice, though, is, like, seeing almost like a reverse Sal's Pizza for them, where it's like, Amy's like, no, I I know how to study, you know? Like, you maybe you haven't done it in a long time, like, the studying yeah, you think that remembering things isn't cool. Yeah, exactly. And so she's like, I can actually help you be really successful in this. You yeah, know? like girls gotta stick for out for up for each other. I would love to see that. Rosa taking the sergeant's exam. I think that might actually happen this season as a reaction to her work with the Giggle Pig stuff. Because it sounds like what she's got is ironclad. She, because, think about... What's ironclad? 
not ironclad, but um, could hold up to scrutiny in court. Because think about it, when Jake fucks up and tries to go extrajudicial with USPIS, yeah. she's the one who's like, you cannot do this. Like, she clearly is trying to have everything go by the book and be, like, rock solid. And it seems like USPIS has uh, backed off that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they wired it, they got him to say that he owned all the equipment there, the equipment is connected to Giggle Pig, they've got him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though... It but it like their cover blew before they were really ready. They didn't catch him like in the act of making a deal or anything. But they've still got him claiming ownership of all this equipment, so that's pretty solid proof. It's solid for TV, you know. Yeah. In real life, they'd recant or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. I'm. I shouldn't say that. Lawyer talks. <laughs> point. Point is, I. Uh... Oh, I wonder. Okay, so spec moment. I wonder if, like, yes, hand wave. I wonder if Sophia's a defense attorney. Yeah. And these people are in the drug business, so they can afford expensive defense attorneys. It doesn't seem like she's an expensive defense attorney. It seems like she's a public defender. The the guy she was working for was, like, a worthless scumbag who absolutely could not afford her. It might have been her pro bono work, though. Maybe. We don't know. I mean, she it's true that she picked up the case from someone else. Yeah, so, but she's she is a defense attorney. That might be interesting. Yeah, if that ends up being how it shakes out, that would also give Eva Longoria reason to interact with more of the cast, and a solid reason for Jake to break up with her, or for them to like have a big like schism in their relationship. Yeah, yeah, or or a next step thing. Oh, I like her so much, though. Anyway. Yes. You know what would be great? Yeah. If, like, the result of that court case was Rosa deciding that Sophia was super hot. You can hate people, someone and still think they're hot. I've got this, like, stunned, but, like, 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 like Simon Cowell listening to Susan Boyle. Okay, cool. Like, that, like, <laughs> that, that, like, odd and, like, so into it expression. The what was it? Uh, that second expression Gina does in her in the B plot. Uh, Disby loving it. Yeah, I'm Disby loving it. I think I don't. I don't want to go. I mean, I don't think that's happening. But I think it's like I would love that A plus thick material. Oh, hundred percent fandom. You guys should run with that. We uh, we were talking about this being the end of the Giggle Pig arc. Uh, I think Wunch comes back next week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's next week. I think that's two eleven. We, we we have officially lost all track of time and space, but it could be next week. Pretty sure it's. Ne- I think it's next week. I feel like it's next week because I remember the last time I checked the the press releases was only up to two eleven. And anyway, she was banned until the task force found something, right? Like yeah. or like accomplished their goal. Yeah. 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 So I think that might be why she comes back. I'm excited. I love Kira Cedric. I want to see more of her and whole interacting. Did I tell you, as an aside, my the amazing fan theory my friend told me that she was like wished that it had gone this way. No, she had said that she kind of wished that the root cause of Holt and Wunch's tensions was in part because they were both sort of holding on to the designated minority roles, in, respectively. Holt is the scare quotes uh, token black detective, and her is the token female detective. Right, and, and of course they got paired together. Yeah. So some of that tension being that, I thought that was an interesting take. 
it, it like it made them more competitive now that they've both kind of made it. Mm-hmm. They don't have any, and there's lots of female detectives and black detectives. They don't have anyone to fight but each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that added a nice dimension to it. I also liked the sexual tension angle. I also just wanted them to be like some quasi parallel to Jake and Amy. Because Holtz consistently positions himself as parallel to Jake, right? It would have been nice for one to position is, to Amy. You can't really have that strong parallel between a gay man in a situation with a straight woman and a straight man in a situation with a straight woman. Well, that's, I mean, yes. I guess, I feel like we've talked about Doug Judy enough. This plot line was fine, I guess. He's terrible. I am exci- I am interested in seeing how he comes back. I'm interested in him never coming back and like getting island madness and eating his boyfriend for warmth, <laughs> like dengue fever or something. Oh no, no, island madness. <laughs> we want Doug Judy to go. By the way, he like calls out Jake's daddy issues, which yeah. we haven't had someone call those out in a while. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it was time. It's getting too big for his britches. When I'm from the south, you can't stop me. Uh, shall we talk about the B-plot? Sure. The Amy Holt stuff? I, we talked about... I'm just going to mention this. We don't have to discuss it. But, like, you mentioned... I I would personally like for the arson thing to come back. It's not going to. I'd like that. I mean, the main thing, I think, is that, you know, he can ask her to reinvestigate. But I think that just means refiling the evidence. Yeah. Because arson's impossible to pr- solve in, like, the week after. There's not, there's no leads to follow 20 years. Although, damn it, the fucking case in Unsolvable was also a fucking arson. Wasn't it? Yeah. God damn it. They don't know shit about arson. <laughs> no, no, it was a uh, body on a boat. Oh, body on a boat. There was, there was arson involved. Yeah. Yeah. The, the boat was on fire, I think is what happened. Arson body on a boat fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't quite remember. It's been so long. God. Um, I, the, the thing I loved about the B-plot is that there are all these really great details. So we get, like, one blurry shot of Amy's uh, scrapbook. Yeah. And whoever made that on the set for the props team deserves, like, so much love. There's a... The, the page that Amy turns to is, like, Holt's arrival at the 9-9. And one of the pictures is, like, the cast picture of them all posing in costume from Halloween 1. <laughs> there's, like, lots of great little... There's, like, this clipping from the newspaper article that we saw in the background when Holt walks in. The one that's behind him when he says manscaping. Right, I like, remember. Like, there's all these great little details. Like, somebody did a really good job. I, I'm a big scrapbook aficionado, because I, I, I used to scrapbook in, in high school and college, like, regularly, and I still scrapbook a little bit for my Roaming Unicorn project, but that scrapbook is, it's fine, but it's, like, very tidy, and I appreciate the photos that were in it. It was just nice for me. And there are other great details. When, you, when she's in the break room, the couch in the background used to be blue. It's the blue one that caught on fire in right, lockdown. Right. It's now brown. It's a different I prefer, sofa. I would prefer them to have waited to replace the sofa until after they got additional funding for solving the Giggle Pig case. I think they just rotated out sofas. Oh, okay. That'd be my guess. Maybe they stole one from one of. Maybe they stole one from the DEA because the DEA got evicted because they're not police. Actually, you, you know what? I think it might be the sofa that used to be in Holt's office. Because remember, Terry falls asleep on a couch in Holt's office. Yes, he does. I can't remember if that one's brown though. Either way, that that was one. 
Gina's amazing manicure. What a great detail. I just loved it. Like, small things. I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I recognize this. But, like... It, it had pragmatic utility and also aesthetic appeal. There are two qualities about her manicure. That was... That was very nicely put, Carl. I'm trying to be positive. It's a new thing in my life. And, actually, uh, Amy's not wearing lipstick in this episode. Yeah? Yeah. And I, I like that, like, when she's not... Was she usually wearing lipstick previously? So, Jake rather notably says, are you wearing lipstick at that, the end of Tactical for, like, Village? their second date or whatever. But the entire time she's dating Teddy, she's wearing lipstick. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I I remember when we re, when we were working through season one, while we were rewatching, I noted she wears lipstick in the pilot and she wears lipstick in forty eight hours at the at, to start with, and then it obviously goes away. And uh, and she wears lipstick on her undate with Jake. Right. And then. Uh, and but then, the entire second season, she's been wearing lipstick. Yep, up until now, and then now she's. I mean, it's like gloss or it's like a matte lipstick for the camera, obviously, but like. It, she's not wearing a bright lipstick anymore. Huh. Which I thought was, like, a nice detail, you know? Man, I hope that when she and Jake get together, she doesn't keep putting on lipstick, because, like, if she doesn't wear it in her normal life, and she just wears it all the time when she's in a relationship, I don't know about that. But I mean, obviously do whatever you want, but... Let's end on Boyle Gina Shipwatch. Yes! I love Boyle Gina Shipwatch! So, one thing I wanted to say last week that we didn't get to, because I, I guess it just got garbled, is... I think this show does best with ships when there's only one in an episode to focus on. Like, an episode about Jake and Amy's ship that doesn't have also Gina Boyle stuff happening doesn't feel overloaded. Because I was thinking about this last week and, uh, like, this week as well. I feel like any time they have to do an episode with both ships having, like, moments the episode ends up feeling overfull. That's kind of my problem with um, Undercover and Chocolate Milk and uh, those handful of episodes at the beginning of the season where I was like, oh, these, I wish I had more time with each of these plots. Like, ten more minutes total, so I could have, like, two more scenes with each plot. But uh, when there's only one ship, I don't feel that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Their end game. Don't tell me otherwise. I can't believe anything else. Though if Lynn and Darlene get together and Gina and Boyle get together... Double wedding. <laughs> but then... I said it, Arthur. You know what happens when I say things. They come true. That's not just true for you, though. I know. I've been having that, too. I, know. I fucking call all, most of Amy's, like, uh, so proud of me. I'm so proud of me. So, in the actual content of this episode, what's happening here, I think, is that Gina's going to discover that it's fun to collaborate with Boyle. Yeah. And if she kind of liked having sex with him and she kind of likes hanging out with him, and by kind of, the first case, I mean... <laughs> Enough to have sex with him, like, what, 16 and a half third times? Like, every other day, yeah. Every other day for a month. Like, and she likes collaborating with him, and, like, he never judges with her. And and she knows that if he if she decides to poison his dad, he'll be okay with it in Go the ahead. end. Can we talk about that for a second? He goes, you're going to poison my dad, aren't and you? And he relaxes into a position of total submission. <laughs> he, I mean, he relaxes when she's like, nah. And he's like... Well, that's good. And sits forward. But, like, he's just like, ah, uh, if she does this, there's no way I can stop her. <laughs> Isn't that everything she wants? Someone who, if she says, I'm going to poison someone you love, he's like, oh, okay. 
I mean, it's just like with Rosa in uh, the apartment, right? She's like, I'm going to punch him so hard he bites his own throat. And he's like, could that be why? His own heart? <laughs> That's what he says about, uh, what's his name? Shaving guy. Yeah. Yeah, he says, she, Rosa's like, I'm going to punch him so hard he's going to bite his own heart. Yeah. And, Rosa, and then Boyle's like, do you think that might be why he's lying to you about it? And she's like, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, like he—that's—that's that's who Boyle is, like yeah. fundamentally. Like he, you know, he plays along by speaking the truth, <laughs> or his wife, or his much more qualified friends. Yes, but <laughs> interesting idea. <laughs> like when people get too crazy, he can reel them in. Enough. He, he never reels them in. Well, he can. He offer... just points out the, that they are crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then he's along the ride. That's exactly what Gina wants. I yeah. feel like that's all she wants is somebody to be like. You realize you're being crazy, but all right, let's keep going. She wants a straight man. She wants an improv bu- buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, like, a heterosexual man <laughs> yeah. when I said that. No, 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 I know. Like, in the in the comedy routine. we're, gonna, we're I'm calling it. We're done. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Just as a reminder, next week's episode is the last new episode for the year, for 2014. Uh, after we release uh, in a week from when you're listening to this at the earliest it gets out... Uh, so after December 19th, we will be actually going on a break for about a month, uh, probably till mid-January. We'll figure out, depending on when the next episode comes out, the ne- like when 2.12 comes out. Um, and hopefully, coming in the new year, we'll have, uh, we're in talks to have some guests come on the show and, uh, you know, put together some new kind, you know, a whole new season of media content for you guys. <laughs> Go team. Go team. This was fun. Uh, so from what was it? Blart, 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 blart. <laughs> okay, thanks everyone for listening, and we will see you next week. From all of us to some of you, I'm Carl. <laughs> Just some of them. The others too. Okay, I'm Carl. My name is Arthi. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>